0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: When a woman answers the question, what happened, she tends to relive the event in we'll excruciating and painful detail. In fact, it often takes her longer to tell you what happened than it did for it to happen in the first place. It's like you're going backward in time.
0: Mark Gunger advises women to care for and cherish the man they pledge their heart to by telling them to treat him like a dog next on life today
2: on life
3: today. I'm Debbie, and this is Dave. Yeah, and, and you, you, this this is a pastor here that says yeah. that if you want to, you know, do the right thing as a wife, you need to Treating treat me like a dog. Treat your husband <laughs> like a dog. You, you know.
2: He said it. I didn't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, here here's the cover, you know. We'll, we'll give you a little close up but but this is Mark Gunger and he's got Celebration Church up in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I, I mean, this this little girl here, she's just uh, l- hugging this little dog. And I used to tell all of you with our little princess, our little dachshund, <laughs> that when you go home at night, she just meets you like this. And I said, she needs to teach all the women in a seminar how to meet your husband when That's you come home. That's what to I'm the talking door. about. That's what you talking That's about. What I'm talking well, about. Well, what right right from Mark Gunger, would you? Mark Gunger, back to life today. Yeah, you know, you've been you've been pretty popular because uh, you, you know you make our, our viewers laugh, but you give them a lot of truth. I now mean, you really this is you're serious about this. I'm serious. Yes, that's just that's, the whole book isn't about the
1: dog. That's just <laughs> chapter one. Chapter one. Yeah. But how you doing, you guys? Yeah, we're you doing great, yeah, don't she, they look great? These people are like, wow.
3: She, she's been treating me like a dog ever since we got married. It's, I guess, is that why we get along so well? I, I don't know, but you guys look good. <laughs> yeah, okay, you say treat him like a dog, treat yes. him like a boss, treat him like an employee, <laughs> treat him like a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> you put that in the book. I did. I did. Man, like treat him like a cab driver, treat him like a cab, treat him like a personal trainer, treat him like your phone, <laughs> phone. treat him like a stranger, yeah. but, but do not treat him like your girlfriend. That's a bonus of chapter.
1: All, of, all these sound like is insults, but they're not insults, they're just tongue in cheek. It's very fun, it's a cute little book, uh, just pointing out, you know, if we, we have the capability to be nice, okay? I was here, I don't know, a year ago, whatever, talking about uh, another book, where I did one of the chapters about just be nice, be nice, people just be nice to each other, right? Yes. But people get married and they think they don't have to be nice anymore, because they get married. (laughs) Because they've actually bought into this insane thinking that I have to be honest with how I feel at all times in my marriage. And I think it's just bad advice. (laughs) No, I do. I think it's terrible advice. People ask me, "How have you guys been married for 43 years?" I always say, "Because we're not honest with how we feel." <laughs> Who does that? Only crazy people do that. <laughs> but know, it's good for you. It's bad if you see the, psych- the psychologists and all the crazy people tell us, you know, you know, you shouldn't hold anything in. You should hold everything. But the Bible says, "Only a fool gives full vent to his anger." Wow. See, that's what the Bible says. These other people. Now, the newer studies coming out are showing that people who've been doing this, it's not good for them. It's better to control yourself. Just don't be going crazy psycho on people. You can no. need to be nice. So, and anyway, all this book is just really showing how to be nice. So, so anyway, number one, treat him, treat him like a dog. By the way, you talk about the dog. Right? Yeah. Being everybody oh, should yeah, treat that, yeah, that's right. So I heard this, I heard this story. Is okay. this just us? No, it's just you and me. Okay. So nobody Here, I tell the guys, you know how you can tell who loves you more, your wife or your dog? Do the following test. Take your wife and your dog and lock them in the trunk of your car. Okay. Come back in 30 minutes, open the trunk and see which one's happy to see <laughs> I don't care who you are, that's a funny joke right there. <laughs> so, so anyway, the first one, treat him like a dog. It sounds terrible, it's not, but how do you treat a dog? You see the dog, how oh, you doing? it's so happy to see you, you said you are cute. And you pick up the dog, and you hug the dog, right? and you pet and you the and dog. You listen. Okay. Yeah, and you don't tell the dog, you stupid dog, you pooped all over the floor yesterday morning. You don't remind the dog of his mistakes, right? right. I mean, just, so oh, we oh. have, <laughs> we have the capability you know, just, and, and you're, it's actually a running joke. A lot of guys tell me, you know, I just ran to a guy the other day, Says, said, man, I saw your book, and I, I always told my wife, if I ever come back, I wanna come back as one of your dogs. <laughs> you know, because, because of the sweetness and stuff. So, you know, again, obviously, there's reasons people do, but if people just would do that, you know, what a nice thing to do. Uh, treat, them, treat them like your boss, okay? Now, this is a real good one, because a lot of women yeah, struggle. Well, women struggle with this whole uh, concept of respect. You know, and I I don't understand that, you know. What are you staring at over there? Okay, so. (laughs) So, uh, so now, um, men, when they hear the truth, they feel compelled to act on it. Okay, one. these are generalities. But when they hear it, so they counter it by saying, I don't want to hear it. That's what men do, say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to right? They don't want to church. I don't want to hear it. Because when they hear it, they feel like gotta act on it. Women, when they hear the truth, they don't want to do it either. They just want to ask questions about it. <laughs> right? Right. So, right, so if I get a, a hundred men in the room and I say, the Bible says you should love your wife like Christ loves the church, a hundred of those men will go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get a hundred women in the room, and I say, you need to respect your husband, I'll get 99 different versions of it. Well, what do you mean about respect? Do you have a Bible study about respect? you have a small group study about respect? Could you do a
0: sermon series about respect?
1: Really, just asking questions is not being respectful. So the analogy of boss, because you know, we have jobs, right? You work for a boss, and you treat the guy with the respect, even if he's a moron,
0: <laughs>
1: right? Even if they don't deserve it. Oh, right. Bossy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out in the real world knows what I'm talking about. You work with someone and you're convinced you know more than the boss, which is not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not, because women sometimes struggle with that whole spiritual authority thing. And they think, well, he should do everything. No, that's not what being in charge means. So a lot of bosses, honestly, it's easy to think, gee, I'm smarter than this guy, hmm. which is probably true in a lot of respects. Why is he the boss? Because he owns the company, you know? <laughs> but you still treat him with respect. You don't slam him and stuff. So the reality is, even though you can see their weaknesses, you know how to control yourself and treat him with respect. And that's all I'm saying yeah. to your husband. Just treat, you know how to treat somebody with respect. It doesn't mean you can't get in his face and challenge him. I'd, look, if it weren't for women challenging us, <laughs>
3: We'd be a disaster. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? I'd be, I'd be, oh, agree, man, I'd, I'd be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> right? You so, gonna take another one of these chapters? I get nervous about you moving to another <laughs> chapter. I don't know where you're going. I'm, well, that's I live a, second a little chapter. edgy here. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even know
1: my own book, so I gotta look at the, <laughs> gotta, what's the next chapter. Treat him like an employee. What do you do with an employee? You tell them what you want. You're very clear. Can you imagine your boss coming in and just going? <laughs> If I have to tell you again, it's not even worth it.
0: Really? <laughs> if you
1: really understood what I needed, you know and you respond accordingly. <laughs> Good grief, no!
4: <laughs>
1: you got somebody worried for you, tell them. So you You're can't ex- read our minds. No, we can't, no. Men don't have ESP. <laughs> no, we, we got ESPN. That's a whole different thing. So I always tell women, look, you, you got to tell them what you want, you probably gotta tell him more than once, right? Because telling a man to do something at once is like never ask him to do it at all. And don't insult when you're, so, so same, just like an employee. You tell him what you need. This is what I need. Here's my expectation. Not that easy. you know, these are just analogies. You can't treat him like he's actually an employee. We'll, we'll skip the treat him like a gynecologist because, you know, because <laughs> you know, you know, Christians, Christians don't actually have sex, yeah. I hear. From what I hear, yeah. I don't know. Skip what the, over that we'll skip one. over that one. <laughs> Treat him like a cab driver. What do you do with a cab driver? You tell him where you wanna go, and you sit in the back, and you zip it, Skippy. <laughs> right? You zip it. You're like, well, don't go that fast! Look over there! Turn around! Watch it. You? you know, you, you ever been in a cab where you're scared half to death? <laughs> have you you? Must tra- New York. New York? Yep. Oh, if you travel around the world at all, those people are crazy. Yeah, they are. They just, you just gotta close your eyes. Oh, dear Lord, Jesus. I was, I was, I was in Africa. And this guy is driving, it's like, you ever see these video games? Like, it was like being in the video game. Yeah. I mean, this guy's
2: on
1: <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> We're saying, oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> praise God, hallelujah. We couldn't even look. I mean, just freaked us out. But you didn't say nothing, because he's the driver, right? That's it. And he might kill us all. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> treat, treat him like a child. All right? Now this isn't an insult. These all sound like insults. What do you do with a child? You are so committed. Women are so committed to their children. They, they could do anything. They could burn the house like, oh, it's still my baby. You know, right? <laughs> and and no, matter, no matter what he does, he can make the ugliest picture in the world and you stick it up on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> think it's beautiful
2: absolutely
1: and i walk in and say that's the ugliest bitch i have saw but i don't say it because you know i'm, I'm in your house but you so so you put up with stuff and you compliment and you encourage and stuff like that men need that mm-hmm. it's true we were talking earlier you know men want to succeed and they're absolutely scared to death everybody's gonna figure out we don't know what we're doing you had a better way of saying it. is that way how'd you say it
3: I don't remember.
1: Yeah. I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. That was a while ago. Uh, but but that's what it's. So you know we like encouragement. Men need to be encouraged. Uh, treating them with respect and encouraging them and all that kind of stuff. That's what you do with your kid. Every woman knows this. And no matter how nasty the kid is, or frustrating, or insulting, or whatever it is with problems at school. She never gives up on the kid. Well,
2: and, they like to be complimented too, don't you think? Men, Men like I to do. be complimented?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I compliment myself. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. that. That's a beautiful man right there in that, in
2: that camera.
1: So,
3: <laughs> See yourself on the bottom? Yeah, that's, that's a good look. Where did, did you stride? get the suit? Where that's, did you get
1: that suit? I, I, I'm a gangster. <laughs> I'm, I'm the gangster of love. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I'm the love you kid. Know, you know, actually, I dress down for this show. You do? <laughs> you have no idea. You know, one of these days, I'm gonna wear my, but the camera's a freak.
3: They'll
0: go,
1: wow, what is that? Uh, treat him like a personal trainer. What does a personal trainer do? They push us. They push us and they challenge us, you know? Now, I don't have a personal trainer. Apparently, people do that. <laughs> I ain't paying nobody to yell at me, man.
2: Did you do would, that? Would man not consider that nagging, though? To Push him? No, this is her. Oh, this? This is her.
1: You Treat push him her? like a personal trainer. Let, allow him to oh, push her. Oh, let him be the yeah, personal challenger. trainer. I mean, but in a nice way. Uh-oh. No, like, I don't want a trainer. <laughs> I don't do jack. Do you do that stuff? Do you have trainers and run? Are you a runner and stuff?
3: No. I don't do yeah. it. No. I do, I I do just, good to get out of the recliner. <laughs> 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 I have an ejection recliner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, but I, I do sit-ups actually, yeah, I, yeah, I hundreds know. of them. Do you? I do. How does that look no, like? No, no, uh, I sit up in the morning <laughs> and then I sit back down at night, that's one. So I do like 365 a year. So that, that, that's how this happens.
3: Are
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, we right. learning anything here, uh, uh, folks? <laughs> uh, treat them like your phone! Not I men and women are both guilty okay. of this okay. one. Okay, we're just, I'm so it. obsessed by those little glowing things, <laughs> I mean, you could be on fire and you'll say, wait a minute, it rang, you know? I mean, you could be in the shower and it dings, right? You jump out, ah, I gotta answer right away, and just slip and fall, kill yourself. But I mean, just, it always gets our 100% attention. And this, and this, oh, this goes both ways, obviously, but I wrote it to women, and people say, why do you write it to women? Because men don't read books. So, <laughs> So I ain't writing to them, man. I'm writing to women. I'll be I'll, I'll be poor anyway. So, so, but it goes both ways. But the phone dings and they respond to it and they're just oh. So everybody gets that, okay? And, and they're really cute. It's illustrated. It does pretty have great picture, illustrations. You know? It do, does. do you know why? Because I did found, you have an
3: illustrator in your church
1: that did this? No, no. I had some road? lady in, in in some third world country. I don't know where. <laughs>
0: I'm That's serious. Great.
1: What? what is this one? This is, treat, that's a trainer. Treat him like a personal trainer. Oh, okay. So, and it's colorful, and it's cute, yeah, yeah, it is. and uh, a per- perfect gift for any woman in your life. Christmas, birthdays, you know, baby showers, you know, wedding showers, it <laughs> to her in the shower, <laughs> you know, and, and it's... You know, I'd I'd buy dozens if I were you right now. All right, see, I told you I was a gangster. Uh, Treat him like a stranger. I'm telling you, we are all guilty of this. Who are the people we are the kindest to? People who we meet for the first time, and they don't know what's from Jack. You don't know that person. Well, we need to bring some of that into our home, right? Because when you know some, because it's hard to love people when you really get to know them. I, people all the time say, Pastor Mark, I, I just love you. And I said, I know, because you don't know me. <laughs> right? The closer you get to me, the harder I am to love. Yeah. So I hear. So, okay. so one more you got time for one more. Okay, one more. The bonus chapter. Do not treat him like your girlfriend.
3: A men, girl, girlfriend. He's
1: men are not girlfriends. Not his girlfriend. No, no, no. no don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't treat him like you. It's to the girls. It's to the girls. Don't treat your husband like, like one you're of the, the girls. girlfriend, like one oh, of the God. girls. Okay. Yeah. So because, why why
3: is that a problem? Because
1: uh, you know, the, just the way that we communicate. For example, when a man asks the question, answers the question, "What happened?" We tend to just summarize. <laughs> this happened. When a woman asks. Answers the question, what happened? She tends to relive well, the event in excruciating and painful <laughs> detail. In fact, it often takes her longer to tell you what happened <laughs> than it did for it to happen <laughs> in the first place. It's like you're going backward in time.
0: <laughs>
1: so, you know, don't expect your husband to sinless. So people say, well, why do you get a girlfriend? Get together with your girlfriends and you can spend all afternoon talking about a five-minute event and it'll be beautiful.
3: That's all I got to say. (laughs) Y'all like this guy, he's got a comic relief. Oh, by the way, by the
1: way, all the girls in the audience get a free book. Yes. It's an Oprah moment!
3: (laughs) Okay, now it's going pretty hard. By the way, this is in the bookstores. Right? No. Where you get it? (laughs) My website. Is that where they get it? You know, a distributor. Give us the
1: website. Call me. Uh, But uh, (laughs) give us MarkGunger.com.
3: That's it. Just like it's on the book. Just like on MarkGunger.com. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to do. If our viewers have lived through what you've shared, and they're they're interested in seeing you probably write a little bit serious, even we got (laughs) nice illustrations, we'll send you the book. But what we're doing, we're doing something very serious, Mark. We're trying to give water to people who without it are not gonna live, and they're not gonna live healthy. And and let me just say this, you you meet a lot of people in life today. One of the joys of our life is not only sharing life with people who will not even live without an expression of love, but just sharing the beautiful parts in the body of Christ, the great gifts, I believe, to all of us, and introducing you to people who are, are full of truth and full of life and full of joy. And I know you appreciate that. But I think most of you who watch, and this is the interesting thing about our viewers, You know that you watch life today, you're not gonna receive a boost in your life today and encouragement, but you're gonna have an opportunity to be the difference in somebody's life as it relates to life. You're gonna be actually able to give them life. I want you to look in on a situation, and you've ever said, God, please give us a miracle. I, we got a great report today from one of our friends battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And the report came back so wonderful that we wanted to shout. I think we, we did as we were driving, we just praised God. Uh, you, you ever wanted a miracle for someone? Well, what if you knew beyond any doubt you could be a part of that miracle, that reality? No exceptions, watch closely.
4: For several years now, we have been drilling 500 plus wells a year bringing clean water uh, to villages all over the world. But throughout our travels, we have located places up in the mountain areas, especially, where they cannot get uh, well-drilling rigs to those locations. And we just hear story after story from mothers who their child gets deathly ill, and many of them even die, simply from drinking just contaminated water The sources that they get this water from, it's just like mud puddles. It's full of germs, full of uh, bacteria, worms. And we've prayed about, like, what can we do to bring clean water to those places where we can't drill a well? And we have decided to uh, make available uh, these water filtration systems. And what it is, it's it's a bucket and a hose, and then the hose connects to a filter. And this filter will drop into what's called the clean water bucket. And in about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, they can actually have beautiful, clean water. So where we can't get a rig into to drill, we can take one of these filtration systems and we can provide water for a family. They can keep it in their home and we can just pass these out around the village. But this is something that We've been blessed to offer to the families that are kind of forgotten up in the mountain areas that you can't even get a vehicle sometimes, but especially uh, a drilling rig. So we feel very blessed to have these, and we just pray that they're gonna uh, bring change and hope to a lot of people up in the mountain areas.
3: Isn't that great? Don't you all like seeing what you just watched right there? Betty, to be able to think that uh, somebody can bring some kind of a receptacle and get that filthy water, and it doesn't matter how much bacteria or disease is in that water, it's actually filtered out. It works just like dialysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have uh, scientifically, not we, but God blessed our, our, our team with finding the individuals who created this. Yeah. And that system is it's just it's incredible. And if we give one of these containers to a family, then they have clean water for their family. It's not going to change the water situation where they go to get it. It's just going to purify it so they can drink it and not bring disease and increase disease and even death in their children and their families. So I think it's a miracle. Now, you know, we've been drilling the the wells for, you know, over 20 years. And we know that we've got a drill right now, emergency, 188. We're going to have 400 this year by the grace of God. The missionaries have said we have identified 188 critically needed places. If we don't get the wells drilled quickly, the death cycle is gonna be almost indescribable. So we gotta drill the wells. But then we have the problem in areas like Burundi, in Africa, and many of these hard terrains where we need to get something there where the drilling rig can't go. This little simple container, I mean, it's just a five gallon bucket with gravity feed and you've seen the water, it's just amazing what happens to it.
2: I hope you understand how awesome this is. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I did. Being a mother, I noticed, and if you're a mother, you probably noticed the smile on the mother's face. We always notice the smile on a child's face when you see it, but a mother's smile, because I feel like I felt her heart leap within her, Mm -hmm. because she said, my babies, some I may have already seen die, are gonna now have some hope. They're gonna get some fresh water that won't kill them eventually. They're gonna get water that I don't have to walk down to knowing that it's disease, but my babies have to have a drink. She can now say, take this clean water. I offer this to you. I'm your mother and I'm gonna take care of you.
3: And you know that miracle is made possible with the same joy that you expressed when we together can be the one that puts the joy in that mother's heart and the health in that child. And for us to be able to do this, think about it, for $100, we can give three families their own filter system. It's just over $33 a piece. Now, the wells still cost $4,800. We're told, Betty, this may be the last time we're able to drill a well at that cost because of increasing overhead. And so we wanna do all we can to drill those 188, and I told you, it's gotta be a miracle situation. We just need a flood of support. We need everyone who could drill a well and give the 4,800 to do it. If you could give 1,200 or 2,400, pray three join with you and we'll have a well or play another person joins, your 2,400 doubled, then we've got a well. Most of the wells are drilled with $48 and $144 gifts. The 144 gives 30 people water for life. The 48 gives 10 people water for life. What we're doing this year, we're offering the uh, book by uh, Sheila Walsh on a fresh infusion of joy. We're sending the beautiful, no greater uh, name than the name of Jesus canvas to those of you who make a gift, any gift, make a gift of $100 or more. But here is the beautiful Determined Eagle bronze. I think it's the most beautiful bronze that we have ever given. And this came from really a vision and really just a move of God in my heart that he wants to see a remnant of Christians who will rise up with wings as eagles, will literally soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day. So this becomes a great testimony because you're going to be determined to let God carry you through any storm and rise higher, mount up with wings as eagles. We're sending that to those of you who will make a $1,200 gift toward the well. And I know it's going to become a great conversation piece to inspire people to be part of that remnant. Here's what I'm asking you to do right now. If you can give the 48, 144, or a portion of a well, 1,200, 24, or 4,800, do it. But also keep this in mind, for $100, you can give three families their own filter system in some of those very difficult areas of impossible terrain to get a, a drilling rig in. So would you right now go to the website, take your bike card, very prayerfully, make the gift God puts on your heart. Or dial the number, make the gift. If you plan to write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail. Very important for us to know. Please do it right now. And in behalf of those you help, thank you so much.
0: Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently identified 188 remote villages in Southern Africa where children are suffering from contaminated disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill fresh water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will provide for 10. $72 provides for 15 people, and $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you experience a deeper connection with God. Please consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our rigs cannot reach, and you may request our no greater name canvas print. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
3: Well, Betty and I say thank you. Honey, I appreciate the way you shared about what it means to a mother and boy. You're gonna make a lot of mothers happy. By the way, be, be persistent uh, if you're calling the number. I hope so many people called you got a busy. But just say, I'm getting through because I'm going to give a cup of water. I'm going to give a family water. We're sending uh, Sheila Walsh's book for any gift, the beautiful canvas, the uh, determined eagle. But also, if you just want to smile <laughs> and want to learn what it is to treat you like a dog, <laughs> I have an idea that's pretty positive. And uh, if you'd join me in bidding, and send thanks to this guy that put a smile on my face, Mark Dunger, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you you for being a friend of life. Thank Thank all of you for watching. Thanks for helping us share water. Water for life and the water of life.
0: In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores.
1: All day, I was kept at peace
3: because I was at the feet of Jesus.
0: The gift of peace that surpasses all understanding. Tomorrow.